Welcome to ContenderCast, a leadership conversation centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. It's Justin Hahnemann on the ContenderCast. We're shining a light on bright ideas. Today, you guys are going to love this story and you're going to love the guest on today's show, Erin Hooley. She is the president and founder of Bailey's Blossoms. Guys, a multi-million dollar children's e-commerce line, like an unbelievable story. You, if you have thought about starting your own business in this space, you're going to love hearing from Aaron today. So Aaron, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be I here. I know. I'm excited. I'm so excited. So, I mean, this <laughs> is so cool. Um, and, and, you know, I got your, uh, your stuff, your info before the podcast and did some research on you. So married two weeks after your night. <laughs> After your 19th birthday, six six children, age 5 to 13, Uh, you don't have your degree, which doesn't matter, and no formal training, and you started a company that's a multi-million dollar children's e-commerce clothing business. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's not possible, is it? (laughs) I (laughs) love it. It's funny, and I'm only married two weeks after my 19th birthday because my parents said I couldn't get married when I was 18, (laughs) and they made me wait. That was my first question. I was going to ask, like, why not earlier? Oh, my (laughs) gosh. Uh, Pretty much. Yeah. (laughs) That's so wrong. Those were good times. (laughs) So this is so cool, and I can't wait to jump in hearing about Bailey's Blossoms. And I had so much fun, like, researching your company, and most importantly, like, the social work that you, you know, like, social media stuff that you guys do online. It's amazing. So, all right, let's jump in. So how did you decide I'm going to start a business and how did you decide it would be in this space? All right. So it's funny story. I mean, I've always been very entrepreneurial minded. And so there's always been some type of side hustle going on. Ah, and yet nice. at the same time, especially when I went to college and the reason I never really finished my degree because yep. I always knew I wanted to be a mom. Okay. And I thought, well, Either you're a mom or you're working. There's really, and for some reason, I just thought like, <laughs> can't you be both though? Can't, you can kind of be both. You can't be both. Not successfully. At least that's what I Six thought. Six kids would be tough. Right. Right. <laughs> so by the time I was 28, I had all those six children. It was a, it's been a crazy ride to, to quick motherhood. That's for sure. But, uh, you know, it's really funny. So my husband actually went back to school to get his MBA and I was, I was a nanny and I ran a preschool out of our home and all the things that I, that I could do with my kids in tow. And then he got a job with Mercedes Benz financial services. And we were in Arizona at the time and it took him to Michigan. Well, this was in the middle of the recession. Right. And so we couldn't sell our house for even a quarter of what we paid for it. (laughs) And, uh, you know, good times. I I think we all remember that. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Let's take a, let's take a trip down that. Yeah. And uh, in essence, at night, I've got, I'm just a very active over, I have a great imagination and, you know, keep myself up worrying about silly little things and who's going to break in the house. So I, I started making hair accessories and one of the little girls in my, in my class, her mother always did her hair, looks cute. And I thought, you know, my poor children don't have that kind of a mom. They always look (laughs) somewhat ragged. And it wasn't your skill mode. set, right? It just wasn't oh, your man. core confidence. Survival mode. I'll tell you what. Well, and, and so my daughter, my oldest daughter's name is Bailey. Sure. And oh, that's where the name came oh, from. I got it. The favorite okay. golden child. Got it. That's so funny. <laughs> the rest Bailey's blossoms. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
Yeah. So this girl in my class, she came, she had this little hair flower in her hair and I thought, oh my gosh, that's so cute. And I'm looking at it, dissecting it, thinking, okay, that's so easy. I don't want to pay five bucks for something like that when I could make it for one or two. And so I, you know, hounded all my friends, got all their Hobby Lobby coupons, went to the store and bought a boatload of flower heads and clips and ribbon and all sorts of just stuff. And when I told my husband now, you know, mind you, we're under a mountain of school debt at this point from his schooling. Right. And I said, oh, I'm just hobbying. And he goes, that doesn't look like a hobby, Aaron. That looks like you went out of control at Hobby Lobby. And so so I thought, oh, he's right. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to make some of this investment back because that's just what I do. Right. And so I started making them in bulk because it was cheaper to buy them in bulk than it was to buy one off. Of course. So I started making them and within, I think, goodness, I made the first hair flower within 48 hours. I had my website up and, and then I threw them up on Etsy right. and the rest is history. So Seriously? Bailey, That's how it started? Bailey's Blossoms. Yeah. So it wow. was a really fun ride. And, uh, it, you know, it's funny because at first and my mind's always going, right? So I'm of course. thinking, okay, how many I love of these that. A good creative, a good creative mind is always going, right? It always going. Yep, I totally get that. So I thought, how many hair accessories do I have to make to make it worth my time? And I'm like calculating my dollar per hour proposition. <laughs> I'm like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> and so I thought, okay, what can I add to this? Because surely, I mean, that's a lot of hair flowers yep. to be able to make make some make some real money. And so I started making tutus. Tutus. And like, interesting. Like the, okay, yeah. Back in the day when it was all about fluff and princesses. Right. And this is back in like 2009, right? So right. I started making tutus and come Halloween and I mean uh, come Halloween time and I started making them into costumes. So, you know, mm. turn them into like little tutu witches and tutu ghosts and tutu everything. <laughs> and uh and it was great. I got slammed for about 3 months. Right. And then dead. Just dead. Oh, geez. So thought, then what happened? Yeah. So then I'm looking at this going, okay, well, that was great. How do I maintain that right. kind of revenue? Exactly. How do I do that? Yep. And and so then I started just getting creative. I'm like, all right, birthday sets and, and six-month sets and all of these different on, um, ideas because I really just thought, okay, how often can I bring a customer back? I don't want to constantly have to find new people. I want people to, to, to return. And so it just kept morphing. And then uh, at this point now, we've moved out to Michigan. And the second Halloween comes up, or I, maybe it was the third, because this would have been in 2011. And uh, <laughs> I got slammed. <laughs> so ridiculously slammed with orders, I couldn't keep up. And so what drove that? Um, You know, at that point, it was all on Etsy. Wow. And it was, we were doing some paid advertising, but not a lot. And it was just, if a good day, if I worked nonstop, I could get 15 orders out, but then I'd have like 36 or 40 come in. Oh my gosh. That's a high class problem. It was a high class problem. So I remember calling my mother and I'm like, SOS, I need some help. I need some help. My house (laughs) is falling apart. At this point, I shut down the preschool because I'm like, yeah, this is insane. I can't do this anymore. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I literally, I'd like take my kids in the front yard. They're riding bikes. I'm sitting in the driveway making tutus. Oh I mean, I'm gosh, sure my neighbors thought I was crazy. It wow. was great. So my mother came in and she, she's listening to the stupid Etsy app go cha-ching, cha-ching all day long. And, and she said, Aaron, turn it off. And I'm just crying. I'm like, I can't, I can't. Like we have all this debt. 
you know, it's kind of an addiction. And she's like, man, you're sick. Like you got to turn this thing off. (laughs) And so I finally did, but it was a very big struggle for me. It was really hard for me to say, I can't handle this. Um, so I did, I shut it off until she left and then I turned it back on. And then my husband got a job offer to, that would move our family to Brazil, to Sao Paulo. Oh, wow. Well, that right. could be interesting and challenging because your business is taking off. Oh, yeah. And But at that time, because I was so overwhelmed with how to keep up with this thing that I had created, I was like, hallelujah, shut the sucker down. So I went <laughs> on to, I am seriously, I went on to like fate, all of our Instagram and Facebook pages and I said, hey, guys. Or I guess it was just Facebook at that time. Hey guys, Bailey's Blossoms is going to take a break for the next two to three years. Right. Um, but stick around. And because when I get back, it's two to be three years. Yes. Stick around because when I get back, it's going to be even bigger and better than before. Right. I know. And but I'm two thinking, to three years. Surely, surely <laughs> who's going to stick around for two to three years. Right. Well, I think I left. I had 25,000 people on my Facebook and right. I came back and there were still 22,000 people. <laughs> they were all and I thought but no oh. not many people like leave right. I mean you know right? once you subscribe or follow a page as you know I mean right I they're mean, stuck yeah they're stuck <laughs> but I just thought huh okay so in we were in Brazil for two years brought it we went there with four kids we came home with five it was great right <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, my God. oh my word and we, you so went we with four back. came home with five because what else do you do when you're not running a business? I mean, um, come on, you gotta stay that, busy. that would be a tangent we don't need to go down today. <laughs> Although Seriously. everyone listening is like, please, can we talk about that? <laughs> How do you decide six kids? Oh, okay, man. yes. So then you come back with five. <laughs> yep. So you have the same back. number of Facebook followers. And my husband, that while we were there, and I'm I'm a budgeter. I like spreadsheets and color coding things. And, That's so know, fascinating. A minute ago, you told me how you're so creative, and now you're misstructured. Oh, Interesting. I, I'm both creative and analytical, which is a strange and somewhat frustrating combination at times. So anyways, that during that time, we had the opportunity through my husband's work um, to pay off all of his school debt and then build up this little nest egg. Where we came back, bought a, or put a down payment on a house, and we had just this little safety net left over. And I'll tell you, it was $35,000 left over. And my husband and I said, Brandon, I, I want to relaunch Bailey's Blossoms. And it's going to be so different. And I know, and I know what I can do now to keep up with it. And he's like, okay, how, <laughs> how much do you need? And I said, all of it. Oh, <laughs> I need all of it. All of it. <laughs> but was that to build or to market and advertise? Or was it, it to buy, was, pro- buy you know, it was elements to for outsource. product? Oh, wow. It was to outsource the production. I wanted to get our supplies. Got I didn't it. want to go through a middleman. I wanted to be the middleman. So then how did you figure out the production part? Did you, did you do that when you were out of the country or did you figure yep. it out when you got back? Yep. So while we were in Brazil, I had the opportunity to rub shoulders with a lot of great entrepreneurs, which just had my, my wheels were spinning nonstop. And so I just kept thinking, oh, what, what, the, what could this look like? What would this do? So I was researching suppliers on Alibaba for like a yeah. year and a half. Oh, yeah. That's great. It's a great place to go find like oh, it was elements. Great. Yep. No question. It was great. And, you know, had, had some really bad experiences and yep. had a few great ones and a few great That's ones. That's how it goes, though. Yeah, but right. you, you end up finding there are enough quality and good suppliers there on that, that inevitably right. you do get to you find good people to work with. Especially when you're not in a pinch to right. make a decision right away. Exactly. So I had a year and a half to vet out the crazies, which <laughs> yeah. was really nice. <laughs> That's a little, yeah. So 
I take all of our money, literally every last cent, and I might and I start this new business. And I created a, a DIY video show you how to make a tutu yourself. So here's the kit. I'll give you everything you need. You get the tool, the ribbon, the, the elastic, the everything you need, all the accessories. And then you watch this little video of myself making it, you make it for your, and you make it for your own child, saving you tons of money because you're not paying right. for the labor cost. Right. And now I'm not doing the labor. So I can now put out, you know, 40, 40 orders, no problem in a day. Absolutely. Wow. That's very cool. So, That's very, yeah. very cool. But again, we were stuck to Halloween, right. the, the fall time, yep. and people who were having first birthdays and six-month photo shoots. And I thought... <laughs> you were having... Yeah. I mean, and oh, the problem with that was, is a cycle of orders, right? I mean, that's... Right. Like, yeah. I was pigeonholed into this yeah. small little demographic of... And constantly having to find this new customers over and over again. I couldn't retarget these people oh, unless they kept having kids go. like me, in which case I could. <laughs> right. Of course. And so, so anyways, at that point I thought, okay, well, what if we, for all these people that don't want to make something for all these people that, that want something already made and I'm not, no, I'm no longer willing to make it. What does it look like to put together an outfit with like a romper and a piece of jewelry and a hair accessory that are mm. all already done? That's cool. I love that idea. And so I did, I drafted up the first conceptual romper, which is funny because I don't sew as we already established. Right. But you had and, the manufacturers, right? Right. And, and then so they made How did you figure out the designs? Out the okay, you yeah. Know? So did they come up with some initial designs and then you could react to them? How did no. that work? No. So actually, it's funny. Working in conceptual design, as I've been able to call, to call it, is that I look, I might look at five different pieces and say, okay, I like the, the cut of the shoulder here. And I like the, the waistline in this one. And I like the... Um, I like the elements up here and the, and the, and the tassels on this. And, uh, and then here's a print that I had one of my friends who's a watercolorist paint up. So let's print that. Got it. You know, and we just put it all together in the smorgasbord of, you know, just <laughs> creative love and it worked. Wow. That is and, really cool. And that's how we first started to, to become a clothing line. Wow. But then, so another complete separate loop for you, if you want, I mean, Talk yeah. about all all the curveballs that are Bring thrown it. here. So my husband's now working for Mercedes Benz Financial, climbing the corporate ladder, all is well. Great career, fantastic company, and we're at the point now where we, I made my first six hundred thousand dollars in a year on Etsy <laughs> wow. in like two thousand fifteen. Right. Only six hundred thousand in a year right. on, on Etsy. So I it mean, was, I, it you was know. a boatload of sales. Yeah. The irony is that I wasn't actually paying myself because every time I had never paid myself, every time I got a dollar, I put it right back right. in. So I'm like, oh, I can make which, this thing bigger. Which is what you have to do, though, initially. I right. mean, you, to, in order to scale, and especially since you got since you got traction, I mean, you really do. I mean, you have to take advantage, right? Right. And it was just, it became this, almost like this game for me where it's like, Ooh, how much bigger can I do it this month? How much bigger <laughs> can I do it next month? Right. And then I looked at it and I said, wow, we sold $600,000. My husband said, well, yeah, but none of that was profit because right. our bank account still, yeah, exactly. Right. Just because so you sell that doesn't mean you save it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and at this point we have had a small team of people working out of our garage at our home and that we're helping. And, and I said, all right, well, this is enough money that I can restructure the budget 
and pay us, what do you think that we could actually be entrepreneurs if we did that? And wow. he said, well, can, can you convince me that you can do it and not keep putting it back into the business? And I said, yeah, okay. <laughs> That's a great question, right? Right, right. And so I said, all right, 2016 is our year. We're going to budget. We're going to pretend that your income doesn't even exist. We're going to pay. I'm going to, we're going to pay ourselves through Bailey's Blossoms alone. And we're going to see if we can't make this whole entrepreneur thing work. And then you can quit your job. Because the reality was it was getting to the point where I'm like, I can't do this in six kids by myself. Right. I need help. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and so, so we decided to do that. And I'm not, I can't even make this stuff up. So in January, not even two weeks after Etsy had sent me a Christmas present. <laughs> I'm sure they were very pleased with your sales. Oh, they were very pleased with my sales, with my oh ad spend, all of that. All of so that. funny. And they, we had a, an altercation with them of sorts. Altercation? And, oh, oh, With yes. Etsy? Oh, yes. How do you have an altercation with an e-commerce platform. <laughs> right? So they have policies and procedures as far as um, how you can be listed. And they had changed and they said, if you're working with a, with an outside manufacturer, you can share that in your process and fully disclose that to people. And I'm like, awesome, we are. And we started having these conversations with them. And, and it, long story short, I still don't really understand why, but they just said, oh, you know, it doesn't look like we're a good fit for each other anymore. What? Like, they kicked what? you off? They kicked us off. Off of Etsy? They totally kicked us off. Oh my and God. Was, You're kidding me. And I thought, me. oh my gosh. So this much is my primary crazy. revenue I mean, line. Was, oh, it was so bad. It was so bad. I'd and be I, freaking and out. I, at that point, I would definitely be freaking out. I, oh, I did. And I, I just remember looking at the screen thinking, I'm being punked, right? I mean, this is yep. a joke. This is a joke. Especially, and, so I have to tell you not to, yeah. uh, you know, I I also sell products on Amazon, right? And um, about two months ago, one of my products, um, I got a very similar note saying, we're sorry, someone returned it and now we're, we're not even going to let you list this product anymore. It's like one person. I, I've sold <laughs> thousands happened? of units and one person returned one and and had a complaint and you're delisting like it, it i don't know if it, it sounds very similar to your situation it's like wait a second like how could you do that you have just made six hundred thousand dollars or in sales on my product on etsy right i mean oh my god right. crazy okay was, so then what happened yeah now we all want to know and so now i i'm going oh my gosh and so i i I walk out to the office because I have my in-home office and then the, the little garage office where my team was working. And I walked out and at the time, um, my customer service lead was about eight and a half months pregnant. Okay. And I walk out <laughs> and I off. tell them, oh man, <laughs> I, I tell them what happened. Right. And she looks at me and she goes, Aaron, are you telling me that after I have this baby, I'm not going to have a job? Because oh. at that point... Etsy was 85% of our sales. We had right. our website, but we right. really weren't pushing traffic to the website because Etsy was so slamming. There was no need. So at that point, while that was exactly what I was planning on saying, I couldn't in that moment looking at her. And I said, no, I'm telling you that if you'll be patient with me, your job just might change. And she said, okay, well now what, what, what do you, what do we do? There's no orders. There's no messages. What do we do? And I said, okay, well, Etsy doesn't allow you to have a customer list, like an email list for all your customers, because they own all of that. 
And I said, I want you to start individually messaging every single person who's ever placed an order with us on Etsy. Don't tell them. I said, there's not going to be any, any slamming or bashing of what's going on here. We're not going to get defensive. We're just going to say, thank you so much for your support. Just wanted to give you a heads up that Bailey's Blossoms can now exclusively be found at baileysblossoms.com. Wow. Okay. So you had to move off of the off of Etsy then. Wow. Right. So I'm like, I don't even want to play that card. I just want to tell them exclusively baileysblossoms.com. We don't need to get dirty here. Right. And so, so then what they happened? Did. They all sat down. They're plugging away. And I think they thought I was absolutely insane. And I came into my house, bit my lip and started watching the responses as they started to come in. And it was, it blew my mind. Oh my gosh, congratulations. What a huge step for you. That's so amazing. All of these things. People, I love the site. It looks beautiful. And I thought, oh my gosh, we have an opportunity here. And suddenly within 48 hours, we had quadrupled our sales. What? You are kidding yeah. me. I'm not even joking. And I was baffled and I'm going, what the heck is going on? Like, I don't even wow. understand what's happening here. Right. And then I went to our social media platforms and I went to Instagram and I'm looking at all of these pictures that all of a sudden were tagged in. And I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> and suddenly I realized it was, oh my gosh, what a cute romper. Where did you get that? And it right. was no longer, oh, thanks so much. Hashtag Etsy. It was Thanks so much. Hashtag Bailey's Blossoms. Wow. That's really and cool. So in that moment, I realized, oh my gosh, I have a solid brand sure and I have do. never yep. claimed my own name. Wow. I've never that is valued really cool. it or waved that flag to the degree that I needed to, right. especially in a social media driven world, especially with the number of followers we had. And at, once that happened, it took off. We were 203, 233% that year. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. That is it really awesome. Well, um, as you've gone through your process, I, mean, you, I know there's been a lot of lessons learned. What would be two or three of the key ones you'd want to share with our audience? Oh, goodness. Honestly, <laughs> If I could sum it all down into two or three key lessons, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's hard to do. Yeah. Number one, customers. I, I truly believe in turning your customers into your fans. Truly believe in that. And in that, I mean, allowing them to be a part of your brand story. So a, a quick example is Bailey's Blossoms does a monthly cutie contest where we have our customers will send in pictures of their kids wearing their items for a chance to win um, a gift certificate towards the site. Well, at this point, we're getting 600 to 700 images a month. And as they send them in, they also know that we can use those on our website, in our marketing, on our social media. So it is, it is nonstop content that we are being fed by our best fans who then turn around and say, oh my gosh, check out whose baby is on the homepage of the Bailey's Blossoms website. It's mine. And so it's this constant sharing and engagement because we have allowed them to be a part of our brand story. We have never structured a formal photo shoot. I've never paid a photographer. Never. That's and pretty awesome. It's amazing. And so there are creative ways to be able to engage people when you have no money <laughs> right? that in essence help to drive your future sales 
Absolutely. In, in, in a way that you, in a better way than you ever could, even if you have the money, right? Yep. No and question. so that's number one and number two. It's, it is a, turn your customers into fans, get creative when funds are tight. And the last one is I don't let anybody, not anybody tell me what I'm allowed to achieve based off of the circumstances that my life has provided me. Sure. Six kids, no education. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? The only limitations that really matter are the ones that you set on yourself. I love and that. Wow. So that that is my mantra. And 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 to heck with everybody else's opinions because I agree. The only ones that matter really are the ones that you speak truth into yourself. That is for sure. I totally agree. Well, I love that. Well, um, gosh, we could go on and on and on. Um, where can <laughs> our listeners though find you? shop you connect with you on social etc absolutely absolutely so aaron um my social handle is also aaron on instagram and on facebook and then i actually also recently launched a podcast called conquering chaos so that's you can find awesome. that as well <laughs> that's yeah. so cool that's really great well it has been so much fun having you on the podcast i love your story i i mean i just I think it's really inspiring too for the for others that have those creative ideas that haven't pursued them and I mean the way that you have done it and found the initial win then done the research then built a larger business around the you know it's just it's a, it's awesome Aaron it's been great Thank having, you. it's really great having you on the podcast Thank you so much it's been a journey and it has been a pleasure to be on here I appreciate it The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck you can download additional ContenderCast episodes directly via the Apple iTunes App Store, the Google Play Store, Spotify, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the ContenderCast, connect with us at contenderbrands.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender. Contender.